Life in the Fast Lane, everybody. We are back with another episode, and I like this one. This is, this is going to be a good episode today. But first, how are we doing? I'm wonderful, Mr. Kyle Parks. How are you? I'm always great. Yep. It's, uh, it's a good day, Tater. Oh. It's going to be a good day. So, okay, we're going to jump straight into this one uh, because this is this is right up my freaking alley. I wouldn't mind actually doing one similar to this topic or just doing this topic but with your dad oh uh, yeah i could see that's that would be actually a really because him and i've had some very good conversations when so when you guys went to um the dealer day for belmont mm-hmm. him and i were here because i think you guys took the flex and there wasn't enough room or there was something going on but he was like you know it's probably best if i just stay back and um he stayed here and him and i went to bahama mike's and we had a really really good conversation about kind of worrying about the company and things, this and that when it comes to business. And, you know, like I told him, I was like, my biggest problem within when I was running my company is I was not assess- obsessive enough right? when it came to getting to that next, like just clawing to that next step and things like that. So I, I like this one because that's, I've turned myself around in the way of becoming obsessive with things in life again. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's how I see it. The, in order to, okay, I'm just going to tell you exactly how I feel. And you guys are probably going to be very upset with me after I tell you this, but whatever, get over it. Um, passions for pussies. It truly is. You know, people talk about passion, 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 dude. Okay. It's like love. Love comes and it goes. What gets you through is the your, tough times. The, the, yeah, the, through the tough times is your obsession for that other person, for your business. Because like anybody can jump into something when they're happy, go lucky, and they're ready to rock and roll. And oh, this is great! And let's rock it. We're gonna kill it. We're gonna crush it. We're gonna. This relationship's gonna be amazing. You're so beautiful. Oh, I love you so much. What happens when the newness dies off? Yeah. Then something has to take over. The newness dies off, or you go through. And this is women go through really tough times when it comes to like um, postpartum. Postpartum is very hard on women, but sometimes I'm not going to say the love dies off, but things get very rough because they don't know how to control everything or what's going on in their life anymore. And it, it can get rough. You know, they're, they aren't happy with their bodies. They aren't happy with this. They aren't happy with that. And, you know, like I tell, I tell Chloe all the time, I am obsessed with her. I talk about her and Maylin all the time. And she's like, no, you don't. I'm like, go to work and ask them mm-hmm. right now. It's nonstop. Yeah. I talk about them all the time and you know, I, I am obsessed with them and I love them to death and like, I can't wait till it's not that I can't wait to get off work because I'm obsessed with what I do at work because I really enjoy it. And like I've told you is you have a vision and a goal that you have painted for me, even though I wasn't working here, I wanted to push Dawson, even though I wasn't here. Right. So like I wanted to be a part, that's why I came here and held when I didn't have anything else is because I I wanted to help push this further too. And the reason it's cool is because I painted a crazy picture. Yeah. And that's all there is. Yeah. So it's, it's just a matter of obsessive comes with a bad connotation of like, it's not good for you. And I don't, I know you and I are a little different. It's just like people go into their nine to five. And I, I think it's best that we do it eight to five Mm -hmm. because you have that hour. If you can relax, you can be a person and it's your personal time. But we mm-hmm. do eight to five lunches aren't paid, which mm-hmm. I personally like. Mm-hmm. And you're working from eight to twelve. Yep. You have your lunch. Yep. And then you're working from one to five. Yep. 
And I think that paints a great picture for us is that we have to be obsessive with our work. And then we have that time to kind of mess around. So I don't know. Yeah, no. So, so the obsession and, and going through, you know, the day to day stuff like you were just talking about creates momentum. Yeah. And this momentum is key to the success of, of a company. It's key to the relationships in, in the company or in a, in the relationships of, you know, the people that you're with all the time at home, whatever. And, and what ultimately builds that momentum and helps with the obsession is consistency. Consistency is key. And whenever I talk about obsession, I mean that you have, you have worked through every detail. I'm going to give you a crazy, my crazy version of obsession. So I have a, a vision of where I want my life to be. Now, have I hit it? No. Am I where I want to be right now? No. I am in the process of getting there, right? And do I want to be there right now? Duh. I wanted to we be all there five be. years ago. Of course I wanted to be there. Right, you're right. We all want to be there. But that's not how that works. And you have to – you literally can't skip a step. You can't. If you jump over a stepping stone, more than likely – Okay, you think of it this. Think of it this way. You got a stream in front of you, right? There's you want to get across. There's a bunch of stones to get across, but they're slick, right? It's normal. That's how it is. Slick means you don't quite understand what's about to be. It's an unknown terrain, or right. it's an unknown added. I'm not gonna say a problem because there's always a solution to a problem. Correct. So it's it's something that you just have to overcome. Correct. But the first few stones, because they're kind of near the bank, they're not as wet. And so you're excited. You're like, woohoo, look, jumped on one, woohoo, jumped on another. It's that newness, like in a new relationship or yeah. a new business. You're fired up, you're ready to go. Well, now you're down in the weeds. You're down near the water, and the water's created these slick stones because the tide's gone up, it's gone down. It's got mold mildew all over it. Splashing. And, it's, and it's also because a lot of people don't travel this road. Mm -hmm. That's why the, the moss hasn't worn off. So you have to stay obsessed with getting across that river because. It, it will serve you when you get there, and that obsession is what's going to allow you to push through to the next stepping stone. The next stepping stone is going to be slick, but if you try to jump over to the next one and you land on that one, you're, you're not going to have the proper balance on that stone. You're going to slip, bust your ass, and then go down the river, and you start all over. Yeah. Don't do that. So don't try to skip a step. Try to get through it, but you have to stay obsessed with, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And so there's a, a jet that just flew by our building here at Dawson Manufacturing over by BWI Airport, 899 Airport Park Road, Suite E. If uh, if you want to come by and see us, please do. Just let us know you're coming. That's always greatly appreciated. Doors open. And if you want to send gifts, send it to 899 Airport Park Road, Suite E. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right just a second ago, a private jet just flew by. And I have been – I'm not an aviation guy. Like, I like guns, but I'm not a gun guy. Yeah. I like aviation, but I'm not an aviation guy. I have a respect for it all. I can hang in conversations. I enjoy it. I know enough about it to, to carry on a conversation, but I'm not like the foremost expert. Yeah. But here's what I do know. I want one. I want one, and I don't necessarily mean I want to own one, but I'd like to at least lease time on a private jet when I want to at, when I get to that point in my life. I feel like I'm within five years of it. Um, and, and when I say obsessed, I am so obsessed with that vision that it's on my dream board. So that's the very basics of it all. So what is I know you you and I talk about you can you can smell the leather, you know the sound that the steps are gonna make when you go up it. Mm -hmm. What's the plane? G four. G four? Mm -hmm. It's a golf stream. So um I know how the I know how many steps there are to get into it. I know what the wooden cabinetry is gonna look in there. I know what the female, you know, uh 
what is it, hostess or whatever. Flight attendant. Flight attendant, thank you. Um, is going to look like basically in the plane. Like I have all these things in my head that – what I've what I've been trained my entire life to do because my father did this. He said, you know, whatever you think about the most is what will become because your brain will, will force its way oh, to oh, get oh, to that point. Thank you. So you have to – when I say this obsession, I'm obsessed with not only the plane. I'm obsessed with where the destination is going to be, the ride quality of this jet – the the vehicle that I pull up into it, the vehicle that picks me up from it, and where I'm about to go, what I'm about to do, like I can't wait to have my first major corporate, you know, um, meeting where I fly me some of my team uh, to go meet with these big corporate customers like a Brightview or a Yellowstone. Like we're already doing business with those people, and as that relationship grows and cultivates. It's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. That goes also back to like us taking care of our vendors and our customers. Like you want to be able to say, "Hey, like we're coming in, we're going to do this, and this is how this meeting is going to go. This is, you know, what we need to talk about. And if you have any questions, you know, kind of come from there." But it's all about taking care of us and them. Exactly, and having a structured plan and being obsessed with getting every little detail right. I'll give you another great example: the booth in Kentucky at our trade show. I am obsessed with every freaking detail yeah it drives to put nuts to put into perspective everybody when we get there and we set up the mowers if the mowers are three inches off of where he pictured it we move it to that three inches we did that with the dmt this year remember we all picked the trailer up that was also part of safety but yes that was that That was we have do we have the video that's i do okay cool yeah yeah that was (laughs) that was funny yeah so like literally guys when i when i'm talking about editing videos i am so obsessed with getting them right now here's here is the bad thing if you get if you're not fully in control of this obsession it will overtake you and then will transfer from obsession to paralysis by analysis yes and i have succumbed to that multiple times so it happens to everybody it's easy it's very i've done it and you and you have to understand you have to be very aware and conscious that it can overtake you and then you're going to call it you're going to call it ADHD you're going to call it I'm tired. You're going to call it, you know, it's not perfect. I just want to be perfect. Or here's the the one excuse I hear in the shop and my people say it to me and I'm, I will, I freaking swear to God, I can't stand it is when they come to me and they go, well, I just, you know, I'm asking you because I want to make sure it's done the way you want it to be done. You already know, you know, in your heart that it, that what you're asking me is wrong and you do know the right answer to it. Yeah. So don't do that. Just do it right. The reason people don't do things right is because they're freaking lazy. And they just go, well, I just want to be done. Okay, fine. And guess what? The other person that's going to do that job is going to do it better than you, and they're going to take all your work. Yeah. So don't do that. To give an example, like <laughs> this is something I did, and I know I did, and everybody called me out on it. And I, I know exactly what I should have done. But in my head, I was going, okay, this will be quicker for me to ask than to do what we were saying to do so when it came to doing the blades on the mower to get them off for the show i just went to nick and said hey is it five sixteenths or one inch versus grabbing the five sixteenths or one inch um wrench and impact i just went and asked and obviously yeah it was one of those hey dumbass moments but in my head it saved me time to go ask him versus when he said just grab what you need and interchange it it would have taken me less time, and I know it would have taken me less time. What the bigger thing that you 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 lost in that moment is the ability to just figure it out. Yeah, like that. 
it, too many people just want to get to the answer too quickly. It's like school. They just they just want the answer and move on. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with the schooling system now is that it's it's developed in a way that memorize this, take this test, pass this test, move on. The problem is that I think that drives too much into this quote-unquote Amazon era that we're in. It is. Is that if you can get the answer immediately and do it now. Like, granted, it, there's a part of be said of doing it now, but... If you get that answer so easily without having to actually figure it out, mm-hmm. you're not learning anything. You're not you've learned nothing. And so okay, that's where I'm gonna go back to like with me. I what I see is when when I need to do something and I don't want I, okay, I'll give you a great for instance, painting or doing the body work on my Audi. Okay. I know I can do it. I don't do it because I want the facility. But what most people do is they run into a situation that's too hard and they're like, I can't figure this out. I'm just going to pay somebody to do it. Yeah. Right. And what they do, what they're really missing out on is the, the, the opportunity for them to hone their skills to become more valuable. And the reason people get paid is because they are the professional at whatever it is they do. They know it better than anybody else. And they're able to get that job done in a timely fashion correctly. That'll last a long time. Yeah. The reason people buy Maltimates is because they're buying my experience. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're buying my my ability to create a product that's going to last for a very long time to do the job that we say it can do, and then we can repeatedly do this over and over and over again with the team that has been put together, that has structure in our facility, that has all the part numbering systems, the parts department, the quality control checks, the proper powder coating, the proper shipping, and the proper support. They're not buying a Maltimate. Yeah, they're buying. The, the brand, the 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 control, the experience. Because the... it's not just the product that comes with it. it there's a team backing it. And there's Correct. every, like, you put your heart and soul behind those machines. And if there is a problem and you know a way to fix it, we find a way to fix it. I'm telling you, I have, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I have broken down into tears. I could tell you many times trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Because it was this mythical unicorn that, you know, I dude, I could have cut so many corners. There were so many people telling me, "Dude, it doesn't have to be that good. You're being obsessive. Stop. You're just you're too no, much." It's it goes back to um one of the podcasts we did recently is do it right the first time. Otherwise, you're having to redo it, and then the time and money. So put it into this sense of say you do something where you cut a corner on a part. So that means you took the time where you could have a failure. Say it does fail. Now that it has failed, you have put the time and effort, money, energy, everything into that part. Now you have to come back, redo it. So that's more time, energy, yep. and effort that goes into redoing it. And then you now you have to make sure you do it right, where you could have just done it right in the first place. You wouldn't have had the failure, and everything would have been good in the first place. So yep. it's it's a multiplicative effect if you do it wrong versus if you do it right and it multiplies in a good way. Yeah. And it's, and it's going to seem while you're doing it right, doing something right isn't special. Yeah. It really isn't. What's special is doing it right over and over and over and over again. That is where the men get separated from the boys. It's like doing the right thing in general. So it's like when no one's looking. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. That's being a good Samaritan, helping somebody cross the street. If you see somebody drop something, helping them pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many times that I've seen somebody drop something and be like, oh, here, let me give you a hand. How many times I've picked up trash out of parking lots? Yeah. All the time. I did it at Lowe's over the weekend. I was like, eh. Oh, dude, you've been proud of me. I saw something on the street at my parents' house this week, and I 
my first thing I did is I had stuff in my hand, so I walked past and I noticed it. But on my way back, I picked it up and put it in the trash. Nice. I was like, God damn it. I, as soon as it happened, I'm like, ah, Nick would kill me. <laughs> now, granted, my father would do the same thing, but I was just like, you know, if I did that around the shop, my ass would have been paced. Oh, I'd, 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 oh I can't stand it. It, it. The thing is, it is a decision to just walk by that trash. Yeah. You're deciding to be a douchebag. And, and not be a good contributing. I, I went to... Uh, and don't say you didn't see it because our heads are down anyway looking at our phones. So your head stop. is naturally sitting down. Now, there's one thing I have practiced lately is keeping my head up. Part oh. of the being obsessive is I try to keep my head up. Well, being lately. so being mentally aware of your posture is huge. I don't yeah. know if you ever notice when I stand, I stand shoulders back, head up. Yeah. I have done that for years. I literally have people talk to me all the time like, you have really great posture. I'm like... Because I'm paying attention. I'm being obsessive. I'm every little thing that I can do to become better, I'm doing it because it costs me nothing. It just costs a simple decision. Stop being a lazy fuck. So you want to know something weird? I don't and I, I don't know. I almost I didn't judge Caleb Ballman for this, but I noticed it. Is anywhere I've seen him like speaking, he always has a backpack on. A backpack helps me mentally hold my posture to keep me up. Hmm. I don't know. I can't say I pay attention. And I'm not to saying it. it's a crutch. It's just it's an it's an instinctive thing for me. So there can't there doesn't have to be anything in it. But when I wear a backpack, now that you bring that up, mm-hmm. I always keep my back straight with a backpack on my back. I, I put my see how my arms back right now. Notes mm-hmm. it's been there a lot. That helps me keep my posture. I always put my arms behind my back. Yeah. Just just to kind of just pull everything back. You know, notice my Caleb Ball. I like the guy. I love Caleb Ball. Don't don't get me wrong. He doesn't look you in the eye enough. And it, like, when he was here doing his podcast, he wouldn't look at me. Or, like, he was running through the shop filming with his little GoPro or something, and he just wouldn't look at me. And I'm like, why aren't you looking at me? I don't understand. Like, he must be fighting something internally, some kind of, uh, s- something that maybe from his past, or he feels like people are judging him or something. Like, we're not judging you, dude. Like, you're, you're cool. You're good. Yeah. Your wife's cool. You're cool. I don't know your kids, but it seems cool. I just noticed it the other day because something popped up on Instagram. I was like, he has a book bag on fairly often. And it was when he was, I think they were at um, LAL. He was like behind one of the signs talking to Paul or something. And I just, I noticed it. I was like, I noticed when he wears it, his posture is much stronger. I I don't know. I just, I do the same thing. Interesting. I don't don't know. I don't know. Nice guy. Uh, And anybody that doesn't know who Caleb Allman is, uh, the Allmans, they're, I think they're out of Ohio. Yes. Uh, they have a, they own a, a hardscape company. They have something called Hardscape Academy. Um, really good. Love folks. his new facility. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Barn Dominium style though, but that's but. Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> really, really nice folks. Anyway, so getting back to being obsessed, you know, you've gotta you've gotta take it, you've gotta take it to the the crazy level. Cra- when you take it to the crazy level, what what you'll notice is people will start paying attention and they'll start telling you they're like, dude. I saw you did this, or I saw like my Audi, for instance, right? When I showed up in Kentucky, that's all anybody wanted to talk to me was about the Audi. Yeah, and it's and what, people, if people are saying you're being obsessive, it's a compliment. It is a compliment. It really is. And um, you know, now like I'm obsessed with getting the car done, but also like the shop. Have you noticed how clean my garage is? Have you seen uh, some of the pictures? I saw I saw a close up, but it was like right up against your fender, so I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Well, I have I've got lighting in there now, and I've got everything cleaned up, and I keep it swept. There's a heater. Um, I am obsessed with getting it right. I'm obsessed with 
keeping my cars clean inside and out. Um, I know right now my bed's made, my kids' beds are made, my bathroom's put together, the curtain's shut. Like every little detail of my life, I try really hard to get it perfect. Like I try, I, no one's ever perfect. Don't get me wrong. And and my wife has a, she'll she says this every once in a while to me, and I don't understand it. But she's like, why does everything have to be perfect? And it's it's not. It nothing's perfect. First off, yeah, dear, if you're listening. <laughs> it's I'm not trying to be per- I'm trying to be perfect but I'll never be that yeah. I know I won't be that but let me tell you something if you shoot they say shoot for the stars right if you shoot for a 500 million dollar company and you only get to 50 million or 100 million still think that's pretty much yeah. a win that's a win um, so that's where I'm at I'm shooting huge and I'm obsessive about it and everything I do and every moment I have I give every bit I have just the, the tone of my voice, like my tone of voice typically is like down here. But when I talk on the on the podcast, I'm like reared up. Let's go. Come on, come on. That's me being obsessive about what I'm doing. I'm giving you a lot. I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if I've told you this. When I speak, I I learned how to speak from like deep in, in my chest. And when I learned how to do that, it it will almost take the wind out of me. I've talked so much before that I started to get lightheaded. <laughs> because I'm pumping so much air in and out of me so fast. And it's because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show people that I am obsessed with what I'm talking about. I'm engaged in what we're talking about. I'm invested in what we're talking about. And I'm giving all of my being to that. Yeah. Um, I've literally driven down the road talking to my old man. And I'm like, dude, I think I might pass out. And I like pull over and stop because I'm <laughs> hyperventilating hyperventilating I'm talking so fast and so much and I'm so passionate I'm obsessed about what I'm doing and let's go like you know what I mean yeah and so it, you know if you've never felt that level up bitch yeah like try harder be obsessive when I'm literally passing out from talking so strongly you know I'm giving a lot a lot so that's that's my my take on give me your take on the obsession like maybe what you've learned experienced tested give me give me your your view on that so like i said with i want to have your uh, dad on this because we definitely we had some good conversations and i feel like he would have some pretty cool inputs too but um i can tell you where i've gone wrong and where things have become right again is that when i was running the company 2000 2001 um no not 2021 sorry 2021 um it was the first time I hit over six figures and I was, I was very happy. I felt very accomplished. Um, 22 hit. And then I, I ended up having somebody on full time and I, I, I flatlined. I didn't become obsessive with hitting this next goal. I was like, cool. I've got this, you know, I've got a teammate. I got somebody to help me out and take the load off of me and I can go do this X, Y, and Z. And I never committed to it. I never committed to lining up those extra jobs, those that extra work. You know, we went through, let's say, June, and we were doing really good. June hit nosedive because we hit a drought, and I Normal. just I didn't I didn't pick back up. I didn't hit that next echelon of doing more. I didn't dig when I should have dug. You know, versus now where I wake up in the mornings and I'm not so ingrained in what I have to do. I mean, granted I am, but I'm, it's, I'm excited. I'm obsessed with coming into work and figuring out how to get the Shopify stuff going, how to get 
um, marketing going. I, you and I bash ideas back around, back and forward. And, you know, this will be a quick little leak of what we want to do of our little car show that we want to get into. Um, it's going to be big. I'm passionate about having the ability to meet new people, the ability to have my friends come down because I've got a lot of friends that enjoy vehicles. Matt, definitely one of them. His favorite vehicle that he wants to get one day. And I ever, I told him if I ever had the ability and he didn't and I could run it past Chloe, I want to get him a 63 split window. I would love to get my dad a 440. You know, like those would be my my wants and needs. Um but see, if you keep all that directly front of mind all the time, you're gonna blink one day and you're gonna have it. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is like I'm I'm like I can wake up in the morning and I hear the birds chirp, and it's the one thing I try to focus on every morning is if I hear the birds chirp, it's gonna be a good day, and then I get after it. And it's well, that's because not to interrupt you, but that's because guys, and keep your thought. That's because your mind isn't so focused so narrowly it's wide open yeah so you're taking it all in baby and that's what you need and i'm f- but i'm also i'm hyper focused on how to build this and how to build the landscape company again but do it the right way where i actually have systems and contracts in place like i had a um estimate this weekend that i took maylin with me because like i need some extra sleep so i took maylin we went down it's a really really good neighborhood in saverna park i mean really good homes in there where is it three four million um it's back off of old benfield i'll tell you off air okay but um i went back there and i i have one client back there and the neighbor contacted and said look you do amazing work i would like you to have you to do all this during the season let me know i'm like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna tell you the rough rough dates that we're going to do the work in yeah. you know they want aeration and seeding i said it's going to be the last weekend in september because that's going to be the weekend i allocate it and if there's rain on that weekend i will do it the weekend before the weekend after that's full control of expectations exactly so i'm controlling the expectation i'm controlling myself i am controlling my schedule for my life to be able to give to maylin and chloe because this year i am absolutely not working weekends unless i plan it you know, because I want to have that time with them. I want to take Maylin out on the boat this year more often. I want to go crabbing with my father. You need. Yeah. You need to do those things. Yeah. So, well, yeah. But it's the obsession of having the ability and the control of my life for the next year. That's right. You know, and also putting the money away so that we can get into a nice a nice home for us. And it yep. doesn't, her and I aren't looking for this massive mansion. We do not want that. We want a little bit of land. We want up to an acre, a little bit more. But I really, I, all I want is a split level rancher. Not a split level, but I want a rancher, nice front floor. And then, like, as like, I always call it a split level because there's the rancher, you have a basement, and that comes out onto your, your, oh, main that's a level. walkout. That's a walkout. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I call it a split level, but it's not a that's split just level. what I, yeah. Split levels when you come inside and you have like half a stairwell up and half a stairwell down. Yeah, I hate those. I freaking hate them. And that's all Savannah Park has in them. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, barf. But I want it to be like a Barnuminium style outdoor oh, and so then nice. have a nice patio out back where we can have bonfires. You know, the kids can run around out back. If, if our friends have dogs, bring the dogs over, let them run around. They can come inside, all that. So check this out. Look at that place. Yeah. That's not a Barnuminium, but. I'm showing Kyle a picture. It's very, it's like a, um, what do they call those? This to me is a used all style home. So it's a yeah. lot of wood, a lot of, kind of more like craftsman style. Wooden beams with the craftsman oh, style blend. Love it. But like it's that's, so nice. that's the, at, 
the aesthetic that we're looking for. Like that for me, send it. Bring yeah, it. I would take that 100%. So this, have I'm, garage I'm, space. I'm looking at a two-car garage, black and white building, some nice wooden beams, but big parking area and a nice piece of property. Yeah, I mean, that would be perfect for us. Dreamland, dude. You know, dreamland. And like I told Claire, I'm like, it doesn't have to be super expensive. If we get it and we take the next four or five years, put money away, and then we make it our home, Hell yeah. we do that. If it has good bones, let's work with the good bones. Absolutely. You know, but give it so that we, we have the ability to grow our family. You know, because her and I are talking, like, we want two kids. We want, you know, if we have a third, cool. It's not going to be like that's going to be a massive detriment to us. Right. You know, but we, we want to be able to grow our family strong, healthy, together, you know, and go from there. And that, those are the things I'm obsessed with. Yeah, no, those those are great. And see, you have to keep those very much front of mind because as you as you grow, you'll start checking off box by box by box by box. And next thing, like, I don't know how I did half of what I did when I did it. And I look back, I remember before I started Dawson Manufacturing, before Mulchman ever came to me, it there had been, like, I always look for these, these big checkpoints. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, okay, you know, what what's the next big thing I'm going to do? And I don't know entirely what it's going to be when it comes, but I always keep a very open mind to it. And I'm like, all right, you know, first it was starting a landscape company, racing career, rebuilt a 64 and a half Mustang, built a 69 Mustang, built a GTM supercar, um, you know, built a pavilion, built a 1500 square foot race shop. Um, and then a law had come and then I bought the the Shelby Super Snake, and then like all those things to me were things that were so mythical unicorn opportunities for me. I'm just going through like a real quick list: um, getting married, having kids. Like I couldn't believe I was doing all of it when I was doing it, and buying race cars. Um, and then a, a period of time had gone by, and I'm like, man, is anything gonna like crazy gonna happen to me ever again? Like I started worrying about it. And I was trying. I had all these dreams, but these things weren't working out. And then next thing I knew, one day I'm sitting at Park Tavern, and the, the mulch mate idea hit me. <clears throat> and I remember we came up with a saying around here called fail faster because we were developing mulch mate. And I remember the first couple months, it was just like drawings, and that was about it. Yeah. And then I got really pissed off because I was like, here it is again. I got another idea where I'm going to let this squander. And I, I, I didn't – so, okay – Truth be told, I had a um, I wanted to do themed dog treat company. I wanted to do I had a, a this vision of making my own blue jeans called ballroom jeans. Yeah, like dancing in a ballroom, but it was really a play on words, like for men, <laughs> give you a little bit more room down yonder. You know what I'm saying down south. Um, but uh, I had this design. I had started. I bought some blue jeans and I was cutting them apart and I was trying to figure out that. And then what stopped that idea was the amount of inventory I would need and. Uh, how big that would have to get it wasn't there wasn't enough money i'd have to yeah, either sell. sell it at a super high price or in massive volume yeah and there's there's a company that does um blue jeans and they sell God, i can't remember the name of the company off the top of my head but they sell for like four hundred dollars like, origins one of those i yeah, like origin i'm not thinking of origin I'm something else either way and then the um the dog treat toys you know the dog treats the, the i was gonna do like shotgun shells and things that looked like like actually looked like it was gonna be an all organic baked product that dogs could eat and, and like hunters would buy it for their their do- their their dogs and then um I also have all, all kinds of different versions. Um 
But then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, do you understand how many boxes of dog treats I'd have to sell to make a million dollars? Yeah. That was, for me, the thing that stopped me and stopped me. And then when mulch made hit me, I'm like, hold the phone. If I sold 30 mulch mates, I'd make a million bucks. Or it was like 32, whatever it was in the beginning. I can't remember exactly what it was in the beginning. But it was like 30, 35. Somewhere yeah. in between that number. And I'm like, how many mulch make, or how many landscape companies are in this country? Well, there's 640,000 tax-paying uh, tax paying landscape companies in this country. Yeah. You know there's a lot out there that aren't paying any taxes, that aren't registered. I can still sell to them. Whatever. So I'm like, okay, there's my customer base. All right, how many how many yards of mulch go down every year? And I looked at the state of Maryland goes through between nine and ten million yards every year. Um and we're a teeny tiny little state. Yeah. What does Ohio go through? A lot. Hundred million? Like way more than us. Well that and you have PA and like there all these states that like Tennessee. literally around us. Oh, and they're they're massive compared to us. Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, the top dressing community. Yeah, it, top dressing's big in Florida. Huge. Texas, it's growing. Um, I know my my main um, command is a is a kind of, kind of compost that the majority of my customers run, and they're selling all the way up into like northern North Carolina. Yeah. So they're 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 covering a huge area. So anyway, I got to look at mulch mate, and I'm like, holy shit, I could make a million dollars only selling thirty machines. What if I sold four, five, six hundred of them? Like yeah. what is the actual math? I can't remember the math on top of my head. I did all this math years ago, but God, what the the amount of blapping that would go on for four hundred mulch mates? Oh my! God. We would all be deaf. So if you do two thousand mulch mates at thirty five grand a piece, seventy. Let me. See, I'm, doing, I'm counting the zeros. One, two, three. Seventy million dollars if you did two thousand mulch mates. I mean, dude, if you think about how many mulch your eight plus. Oh yeah, no, that's we're way well. We're we're eight figures now. That's nine, right? That's that's eight. That's the high end of the eight figures. But that's only mulch mate, and that's not including snow sw- mate, switch and go mate. containers, DMTs, leaf cap, and then you go into our little products: our cart mates, our snow mates, the power packs, the heated hand grips, um, all the hitch mates, the the LED lighting, the light pods. You start stacking all that up. Because all those products sell at all different types of the year, yeah. t- times of the year. You start stacking all these f- obsessive things that I had done to then, because Multimate has a main season. You know, it sells all year long, but it, it has a big time in the spring. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, how do I grow the company? And so I was like, okay, Cartmates will sell you know, throughout the summer, which they do. They just don't sell in the wintertime. Like right now, Cartmates only sell during you know sales. Totally fine. Get it. No big deal. Smart. I get it. Well, then, okay, what can we sell this time of year? Okay, now the snow pile. Well, what can we sell? How do we sell a lot? Well, you make it the cheapest. I shouldn't say the cheapest. The best value and fix a problem that we all have that no one's fixed. And that's yeah. what we did. We created a very tiny little snow pile that does walkways. And now people can do walkways with the current equipment they already have. And so you just, this is a multiplier. Multiply, 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 multiply. And all that comes from my obsessiveness over business and helping the community and investing all I've got into into y'all, everybody that's listening to this and then beyond, right? Because the landscapers that are listening, I'm helping y'all. I'm doing everything I can to give you products and knowledge to help grow your business. You people that are listening that aren't landscapers, you people are basically the consumers of our landscapers. So now I'm able to get my, my customers onto your property and off your property cleaner, faster, and easier and quieter. Exactly. Win, 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 all the way down. And that is 
Only Mulchmate can deliver that. Any of our competitors, they can't they can't deliver quiet. They can't deliver it as fast as us. They can't deliver the amount of volume that we can. And you can't deliver it as, in a compact size that we can. We are by far the best product in our space, period. You, No one covers everything that we cover. Industry leading. It's an in, We are the industry standard and we are the industry leaders in this sector. Mowers, we're nowhere near that. That's not even our thing. Yeah. Now, we have accessories for them. And, and truth be told... I want to I want to paint this picture for everybody. We talked a little bit about this earlier. Detach. Detach is a company up in Rhode Island. Couldn't tell you. It's up north somewhere. Um, I've seen them. They're great people. Artie and Cat are the owners of them. Husband and wife. Great little company. They they started with this like hitch receiver and they started doing like de, um, the Thatchers and this barrel. Um, they've got a couple products out there. I own them. They're great. I love the products. I love the family. I love everything about them. Here's what I want to make sure that everyone understands and we're totally clear on. We developed Cartmate first before anybody came up with carts, and it was meant to get material from our Mulchmate for our customers from it to its final resting place as fast as we possibly could, utilizing the hitch receiver that already came up with. Okay, I didn't come up with that. I don't I want to make sure that anybody listens to this. I don't want people thinking that I'm taking credit for something. I'm not. I just wanted to piggyback off something he already did. No way in shape form i was trying to be his competitor at all and then we came up once we had that then it was like okay the problem that i ran into was already didn't have all the different hitch receivers for all the different mowers and the, some of the ones he had weren't strong enough for our carts our carts are bigger heavier duty than anything he had ever made so what he had made for his sector was perfect good for him i hope he has a great business i hope he does great i do not in any way shape or form um think that he should stop or or am i feeling like i should be a competitor i don't want to be that that's not what i'm doing i'm trying to make sure the cartmate has everything it needs to sell to everybody possible exactly that's what i'm after then once i had to develop these hitches for the front of these mowers that already hadn't done yet i said okay i've, I've just invested tens of thousands of dollars in this hitchmate line and putting it on the website and inventorying it boxing it and all this stuff i need to i need to make more money in the winter time we came up with a snowmate. Okay. We were the first ones to market with a snowplow that universally fit our receiver and Artie's receiver. Yeah. Period. A year later, he came up with a plow and then somehow or another said that we were like stepping on his toes somehow. I had no idea he had a plow he was working on in the background. Whatever to each his own. I'm not going to tell you if his design is good or bad or otherwise. I'm telling you that ours is the most commercialized, lightest, cheapest, best plow for sidewalks and you can have it in a manual version or a automated version exactly so you can have it for so you have options 1100 bucks or you can it's an a la carte options listen for you guys that don't know what a la carte is google it just talking to your phone but basically it means you could take a snowmate and put a winglet set on it making it from 36 inches to 52 inches wide and that's it you don't have to have the power pack yeah you have the light and just the plow or you can add just the markers and just the plow you can option up that fits you i was never trying to compete with Artie or cat and detach i'm giving them a shameless plug here because i, I like them and, yeah. and i never once was ever thinking i'm gonna take them out i'm gonna go after them i came up with a plow first yeah like i got it to market before they did they may have been working on it for years well, it's they didn't been out for what three years now almost Snow, snowmate three years i think yeah something like that and, and ours is smaller than theirs it's 
not as tall. And I did it because I believe that you can overload a mower at some point. Of course you can at some point. I think the, the, the versions they use, first off, they don't make it 100%. They buy parts from people. We make the plastic. We make the metal. The only thing we don't buy is the actuator, or we don't make is the actual actuator. Yeah. And, and no one's going to make an actuator like themselves. They're going to buy it from a company. So love them. If you guys want to go buy their products, go buy them. I think they've got some good stuff. Uh, I think like their leaf plow and all right now currently is probably the best leaf plow on the market. Um, but we were obsessive over our business in delivering a complete turnkey package for our customers. And we did it the way we did it. And then it bled into, okay, now you're plowing at night. So we need lights. So we developed the light pods and the heated hand grips and blah, blah, blah. So that's how we got here. And the reason we got here is because I was so obsessed with this vision I had, I don't know, a decade ago, uh, something like that now. Um, and I wanted to give the absolute best I could give to you guys. And that was through my crazy, obsessive, psycho, psychotic ways. And ideas. Yeah, they're good. I think they worked out well. Cool. Is that it? I like it. All right, guys. Be have, obsessive. I'm going to let Kyle close this out because I've talked way too oh, much. Oh, that's so much pressure. All right, guys. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. Dawson USA, or sorry, Dawson MFG, Multimate USA. Check us out. Um, we also have our online coaching program that Nick is coaching everybody with. Uh, links will be in the description below. And then if you have comments, questions, concerns, anything of the above, uh, shoot us a message or email at uh, heyfastlane at gmail.com. H-E-Y. H-E-Y, baby. Cool. Can we get a mulch mate? Mulch mate. All right. Have a good one, guys. Love you guys. See you later. See you. Bye.